Hey there, welcome back to Tears of Scrutiny. My name is Eva Epen. And I'm Bari Sedona. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about Net Choice LLC versus Paxton. Yes. So this is yet another social media case. Yes. So in 2021, Florida and Texas became the first U.S. states to enact laws that regulate social media platforms. And these laws in particular, what they did was pro- prohibited <laughs> nice. social media platforms pr- from preventing speech. Yay. So they said, hey, if someone posts something that has a, someone has a different viewpoint from you, you can't take it down just because they have a different viewpoint from you. Let's say the social media, let's say I said, I think that the Percy Jackson series is the best series ever. Mm-hmm. And, and this new I, show if, is yeah. phenomenal, right? Yeah. And if I own like X, X I can't take that Elon down. Because I think, because <laughs> I think, I'm Elon Musk and I think Harry Potter rules. And like, I yeah. disagree with you, like fundamentally. That so like that, Harry Potter is better than Percy Jackson. I do actually like that. I do in fact think that. You know, like as a kid, I used to think that. So I never like let myself read the Percy Jackson <laughs> books. And now I'm regretting it so much because this show is so good. And I read the first book as a kid. Bro was, was afraid of dissonance for, from the beginning. But, <laughs> no, literally. Like I've been scared of. Bro was afraid of nuance I, from the beginning. I'm telling you, this is a character moment arc for you me, this podcast. I need to, because they're all out at the library, but I need to read the whole series. I need to read the, then I need to read the Heroes of Olympus. I read the whole thing. You can borrow anything. You have, oh my goodness, I'll, can, I'll, okay, yeah, perfect. Okay, amazing. We should keep that in there. (laughs) Um, Anyways. (laughs) Yeah, so it's called HB20. That's Texas's law's name. Mm -hmm. And then there are these two trade associations that represent the social media companies. Yeah. Trade associations' names, NetChoice and the Computer and Communications Industry Association. And they challenged the law. They filed a lawsuit against the Attorney General of Texas. And there's specifically two parts that they don't like and that they think are unconstitutional. One section, it's called Section 7. It is what Pari was talking about. It prohibits viewpoint-based censorship mm-hmm. of users' posts, except for content that incites criminal activity slash is unlawful. Section 2 requires platforms to disclose how they moderate and promote content, publish an acceptable use policy and maintain a complaint and appeal system for their users. So honestly, conceptually, it's like- Love it. uh, It's a good law. It's a good good law. I would love for speech to not be regulated on social media platforms Mm -hmm. and for people to be allowed to say what they want. And Mm -hmm. I would also love to Mm -hmm. have that information on how they moderate stuff. And you know, the federal district courts in Florida and Texas disagreed. With each other. No, but they, uh, the federal district courts both ruled that the laws were unconstitutional. Oh, sorry, it was and then the. Sorry, yeah. it was later. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the federal district courts in Florida and Texas enjoined, mm-hmm. which is a fancy word that I had to look up because obviously legal. She's going to Dartmouth, guys. No. <laughs> <laughs> legal. She doesn't know what enjoined yeah. means, guys. Yeah. Did you know what enjoined meant? Yes. Oh. Awkward. So <laughs> it prohibited the laws via an injunction. I didn't know that. Holding, uh, holding that the companies <laughs> were likely to succeed on their First Amendment mm-hmm. challenges, mm-hmm. which is really interesting because then Florida appealed to the Eleventh Circuit, circuit, and that was called Moody v. Net Choice, and Texas appealed to the Fifth Circuit, 
in obviously Metroid Suite Past, Paxton, if we're talking about. Yes. And the circuits disagreed with each other. The 11th Circuit struck down the part of the Florida law that limited the power of social media platforms to moderate and curate, but they upheld the disclosure stuff. Like, you know, you have to tell us, you know, what you're doing and your acceptable use policy, whatever, whatever. And the Fifth Circuit just altogether upheld the Texas law. And you, you see this conflict. And now, obviously, the Supreme Court will have to speak on speak on this. Yeah, <laughs> speak on this. Um, so that's where we're at. But yeah, um, the Texas the Texas law, I think the question that we have to discuss is more so the constitutionality of it, mm-hmm. because I think conceptually, obviously, you agree. I agree. And it was fine when Elon Musk did it because he bought the platform that was Twitter yeah. and is now X. Yeah. But can the government say mandate basically what what social media platforms are to do? And that's really interesting because the social media platforms like Eva is getting at, are saying that it's a First Amendment violation because Mm -hmm. the social media platforms have what's known as corporate personhood. We talked about this in the last episode. I'm sure we'll continue talking about it. 100%. It's this this idea that corporations have some of the rights and responsibilities that human beings do, Mm -hmm. and as you might guess by the name, corporate personhood. (laughs) Um, But... Like, you know, the personification. The pro- oh, the pro- oh, <laughs> oh, she was good at English in high school, guys. Um, but that's what the social media companies are sort of getting at is this is a violation of our First Amendment rights, our as in, say, on Twitter, you know what I mean? Or X, sorry. But like, you know, um, like this is a violation of our First Amendment rights and because it's compelled speech. Yes. Um, and freedom of speech is freedom from speech. And the government yes. can't compel you to speak, essentially. And... and- they're saying that you this know, constitutes speech. this is yeah and this is compelling them to allow this speech on the platforms what i don't necessarily mm-hmm. know if i agree with or not is whether or not the stuff that's being posted on social media platforms is that the speech of social media platforms i don't no. know i don't think so i don't, I don't think read that... it as that as a user 100 i don't think i think fully agree with you i don't think yeah if i if i say something really bigoted on x that is my speech and not X's speech. Like, and I don't think they're even necessarily, I wonder if they're even arguing that because to mm-hmm. me, their argument is if you force us to put out, you know, an acceptable use policy and if you force us to um, like moderate according to how you, the government, um, wants, wants then then that is the, compulsed, the compulsion of speech or that is the violation there. Yeah. It has little to do with what the users are saying and doing beyond, you know, how that will be enforced, mm-hmm. right? And so I think constitutionally, it just, it's not ideal. And I wonder how the Supreme Court will speak on it. But like, I think conceptually, I am, you know, I'm all, I'm all for it. I think, yeah, you know, we should be able to hear a thousand different viewpoints, even if some of them suck or, you know, are really bigoted or shitty. But I think ultimately hearing them doesn't do any, like won't do harm. In that sense. I agree. And I think mm. like, but again, I think that's up to the social media yeah. platforms to do. Yeah, and they have and to make I, that decision themselves. I feel like it's a bit hypocritical to have a state like Florida. And again, this could go for a state on either side, a situation on either side of the aisle. But a yeah. state like Florida, who's banning a portion of the AP psychology curriculum, even though it's quite small, a portion that discusses gender and sexuality. Yeah. Because it's not something that the Florida government agrees with, right? If they can do that in one breath, but then also say, no, on social media platforms, we want you guys yeah. to have freedom it's of just, speech. It's just that they want to have their cake and eat it too. And it's yeah. like, again, like you said, we see this on either side of the aisle. It's when we start realizing these are politicians, these are not people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can condemn 
violation of the first amendment in one breath, like you said, and then violate it yourself in the next. And it's just, it's, I don't have a lot of respect for that necessarily. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't take, you know, Greg Abbott, governor of Texas, engineering this law as him being a huge proponent of free speech because like, or even, you know, Ron DeSantis in Florida, like, yeah. I, you know, reading here and there about all sorts of laws that they're passing down there to, to do with what they want said in schools and, you know, the kind of books they want read and like things like that. Like, you know, you, it is a censorship issue for sure. But again, both sides of the aisle have these kinds of issues and nuance is just really lost. Yeah. On them. It's sort of like, we want our speech said and our speech heard. Yeah. Um, obviously that's what you're going to say. Right. And mm-hmm. And, and ever since, I'm sorry, you know, ever since Trump was taken off Twitter, I think, what, back in 21, 20, 2020, 2021, um, I think the GOP has sort of had this notion of social media companies moderate and sort of discriminate against conservative points of view. But it's also interesting because, like, I know ACLU, mm-hmm. um, which, like, I associate with they're, being left-leaning. They're left-leaning. Yeah. Um, and sure. I know that's not how, like, from what I've heard that it was always like that, but my understanding is that they are a more left-leaning organization. You know, they have set themselves, like, and I was reading this when they were condemning the January 6th speech Mm. and saying that it wasn't Donald Trump's speech Mm. to say what he said and that it was against Brandenburg principles, which Mm -hmm. we'll get into. Whole different different argument, whole different discussion, but Mm -hmm. they were saying that they, you know, were against the banning of him from Twitter and when it was then called Twitter. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think... It's interesting. And in May of 2022, the Supreme Court actually handed down a temporary and brief order blocking the Texas law. It was a five to four decision with Thomas Alito Gorsuch and Kagan dissenting, which yeah. was really surprising. But I think because they handed down that brief, I think they sort of understood that the Fifth Circuit was sort of getting a little wacky. And yeah, speaking of wacky, like, so Murphy v. Missouri, which we covered about a month ago, mm-hmm. um, went up to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, and that was the one about President Biden's administration's ability to ask social media companies to remove content. Like, yeah. hey, we don't want code misinformation out and about. Hey, can you take this down? That was the idea. But, you know, the Fifth Circuit said that is a First Amendment issue. You can't ask, you as the government cannot ask social media companies to take down content. Um, and then, you know... They, the same court, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, said about the net choice decision, they held up the Texas law, right? Yeah, so that's um, interesting because they're... Yeah, I mean, with the with the Murphy v. Missouri, what the Fifth Circuit Court said was the Biden administration cannot currently have, quote-unquote, consistent and consequential, end quote, communications with social media companies. Like, what does that... How can you make that decision, but then, in, again, but in then, the same breath, yeah. make the decision about, you know... Uh, the net choice the decision. Net choice decision. And in that one, it is compelled speech, right? Like, I mean, even if even if it's not compelled speech and whatever corporate personhood, et cetera, et cetera, the government is still mandating a policy. And yeah, those but are I also think in all they're at odds with each other to some extent, yeah. for sure, right? I also think to play devil's advocate, and I hate when people say that, but no, to I play <laughs> devil's advocate, I also think to that extent, you know, with Murphy B. Missouri, it was in particular about particular user's speech not yes it is what was on the platform and they were asking no workers at the companies to prohibit the speech but i think to some extent it was just about misinformation and if you have a misinformation policy as a social media company and the government is asking you 
to, or at least basically the government is asking them to institute a policy. Were they not? Like, does it not no, boil down I to thought, that? Well, I, from my understanding, it was more so that they were asking the, that specific speech to be. 100%. You know, but that is their, it's still a misinformation policy. Like, well, if I say horse tranquilizer, horse tranquilizer is a really good like vaccine um, and that will combat COVID. And you, as let's say your Facebook, you have a misinformation policy, then you take down my speech because it is misinformation, but, you know, theoretically at least. But also, like, that is up to the discretion of the companies mm-hmm. to enforce it how they want to. And I think, from my understanding of Murthy and when we covered it, it's mm-hmm. not necessarily that they have these particular policies in place for misinformation they don't that are existing. It yeah. was like the government yeah. asked them like, to that institute. is what, yeah. So, yeah, but the government but here think, in NetChoice is also asked I mean, them to institute a policy. It's a different policy, but it's still a policy. But I think, like, because the effect for Murthy was a restriction of speech on the users, and mm-hmm. in this case, in NetChoice, it's not a restriction but on no the users. The thing is, it's no one's talking like about a violation of the person and right interesting of the users. I agree with you, but I don't think the question at hand is about the First Amendment rights of the users, right? The question at hand is about the First Amendment rights of the corporations. I mean, yes, in NetChoice, but I think in Murthy, in Murthy, it's about the users. Yeah. Like I think that is yeah. more so. But like, I mean, yes, it's about the corporations, but I think it's also partially. About these. There is more of an argument to be made, I think, about the users as well. One thousand percent. I just think with with both of these cases, to me, it's about what kind of First Amendment, like how stringent, I guess the word is, of a First mm-hmm. Amendment would we have to adhere to. And when I say we, I mean like administrations or the government. With the government, like what, how stringent of a First Amendment is applicable to the government? And with this circuit, what they've ruled is that a democratic government has a certain standard to be held to. And then a Republican government has another, which is less stringent. And you know what I mean? Um, and I can see their logic. I can. But I don't necessarily agree with these two decisions in conjunction with one, of the, one another. I think they are, to some extent, contradictory. I do think that they're very similar. But I also mm-hmm. think that there's a diff. Again, I think there's that difference in that the Biden administration was asking for speech to be restricted. Whereas in the net choice decision, they're asking mm-hmm. for speech to not be restricted but then and i think that see, distinction is important when it comes to first amendment like i think no, you can I, make the argument that if you're saying don't restrict the speech then you aren't technically restricting i mean i th- could see the argument being made that you technically then aren't compelling social media companies yeah, do i that think that there that, should have been separate decisions in the sense that do i think they should have been contradictory no 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 i don't debate that at all i just think that the question at hand like with the with the net choice decision, they and if what you're saying is true, then they weren't evaluating the constitutionality of the government saying anything about social media. It was they were evaluating the case based on the merits of the policy, and it's not about the merits of the policy. No, I think that that's still. I think it's still fair to say mm-hmm. in that case mm-hmm. that it isn't the like. I think it's fair for them to have, and I haven't read the opinion. So, but like if I was, let's say a fifth circuit judge and let's say maybe I could rule this way, potentially, I don't know, is I'm not, I'm no lawyer, but maybe I would say that, you know, it, it technically isn't the social media company's first amendment, right? Like maybe I could say that what the users post, like 
it technically isn't an infringement on their First Amendment rights because it's what the users are posting and the users aren't the social media companies and the For users don't represent. Yeah. And the users don't represent mm-hmm. the social media companies' viewpoints. Like that is, mm-hmm. I feel like, an argument that could yeah, very but, well. And be the made. same at the same time with Murthy v. Missouri, if you were that if you were one of the judges and you know, you were reading about or you were, you know, I guess reading about in the um, in the petition the Biden administration is asking social media companies to remove content. Like, I think that's... That's that's, that's, that's an issue when it comes to the users. First but because, at the same time, these are private companies, but then why is the government getting involved with the whole thing? But, like, yeah, like, that mm-hmm. is such a huge issue when it comes it's to a, the users because fully, the government... No, I fully agree. I just... I think they're so similar that... And I can see the nuance. I, I can. I understand how somebody might believe both simultaneously. Yeah. I still think they're contradictory. And I also think, like, knowing the Fifth Circuit... Um, I, I do think that, um, it's, it was, it was, it was a partisan decision and Mm -hmm. that's my opinion. And I also think that's why the Supreme court struck, like they, um, they stayed the law from going into effect, the Texas law in their brief, they they stayed the law from going into effect. Um, and I think that's really, oh, we were just talking about this. I think it was, it's interesting that they did that when it's a six, three conservative court, um, and they're, like, and I'm not surprised actually because I think they are just they are a fair court in my in my opinion. I think so too, and I think that's controversial. But I I think mm-hmm. you know the only justices that you know that will rule one particular way are the three liberal justices, right? For the most mm-hmm. part, people always expect them to rule in mm-hmm. one way, which I think is interesting because, yeah. like, I don't know. I just think that this court cares a whole lot about. One, they care a whole lot about government not having too much power. Agreed. And then I think trying to return that power to the state governments is Mm -hmm. something big for them. And then two, I think they also care about people's rights and in particular people's First Amendment rights. I think First Amendment rights. Right. Especially as we see that coming up again and again and again Mm -hmm. in in this time that we live in. And when it comes to technology, when it comes to social media and AI and like, yeah. What should the government's role be in regulating these things and speech on media platforms and mm-hmm. things like this and questions like we answer, you know, these two cases are so similar, but we have to pick out a strand of distinction between the two and say, yeah, you know, how do we justify this? And that's tricky, but we'll see it again and again and again. But that's all I have for this case. That's all we have for this case. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you in two weeks. See you then.